everybody, and welcome to the New Year's Day episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and um, I guess this is the time to express our gratitude, and I am really, really thankful for each and every one of you for coming around here these years and giving us all the support. Um, as you know, I am kind of quitting my day job, so to speak, and this is going to be a big part of my income, so please, please continue to support me. It means a lot. And finally, my New Year's resolution, which is part of this becoming a bigger part of my life, is to really start cranking out material. Not bad material, not rushing through a lot of stuff, but just, um, I, uh, Definitely think I will have more time, not just to write, but to promote, to edit, and to do all those kind of things. I know Pamela, at the exact same time, is talking to me about wanting to go to every week just like I do. And I told her, it's a tough slog sometimes, but if you can do it, I think it's a great way to grow your business. And she's excited. And um, also, some of the stuff on Victoria's uh, plate has eased off a little. So she's going to be writing, probably not weekly, because she writes way longer than I do, but there will be a lot more uh, Victoria stories coming out, too. So it's a great year for New Year's resolutions, for more writing and more audios, and I hope you enjoy them, not just from me, but from the rest of Candy Apple Press, because this has become a family for me. It really is. I I couldn't do what I do without probably a dozen people now, and that's pretty weird for... You know, a solitary job like writing, especially in a field like erotica. But it's my family. So without further ado, here is Mistress DJ reading a story that she wrote. Um, I love my, my narrators who can both write and narrate, and Mistress DJ is one of them. And the story is called Andy and the Milfs. It wasn't originally a Christmas story, but she kind of tied it into Christmas. And so that's why I think it doesn't seem to be a big problem playing it right after Christmas. Andy and the Milfs, written by Mistress DJ, published by Candy Apple Press, copyright 2023, all rights reserved. Susan and Paige had been best friends since their college days, and their relationship had grown to be equal parts sisterhood and friendship. There was nothing they wouldn't do for each other, and the two of them were always looking for new ways to express love and support for one another. On this particular night, they were joined by Susan's neighbor, Andy, who had brought over a tray of Christmas cookies. He was in his early 20s with a stocky frame and a boy face. His hair was short and dark. On this particular night, the two were joined by Susan's neighbor, Andy, who had brought over a tray of Christmas cookies. He was in his early 20s with a stocky frame and a boyish face. His hair was short and dark, and his eyes held the hint of mischief. He smiled brightly as he walked through the entry hall. Merry Christmas, he said, giving them each a friendly hug. Thought I saw you decorating the tree through the window. I couldn't resist coming over to say hi. Susan and Paige both smiled in response. Hey, Andy, Susan said warmly, standing up and motioning for him to join them. We were just talking about you. We were thinking about ways to get you over here for some eggnog or something. Andy laughed at that, his face brightening even more. Well, if you want me to stay, I will, he said with a smile. The women were doing their best to lure him into their web. They'd always dreamed of turning a guy into a feminized assistant or a maid or something yet to be defined, but it would seem Andy would make for a perfect candidate. The three of them settled down in the living room by the fire. 
Paige brought them a punch glass full of eggnog. It's more nog than egg, if you know what I mean. Andy laughed and admired the tree. Fine by me. You two are doing a great job with the tree. Do you have any icicles? As a matter of fact, Susan said, we do. I picked up the sheer white kind. Toss it or gently place it, Andy asked clearly. Oh, we do nothing gently, Paige purred. The two women were giving off milf vibes, or so Andy interpreted, their whispers and knowing glances. That was until the two women discussed out loud the idea of feminizing Andy, which is something they'd wanted to try doing since their college days. It'd be so fun, Paige said, her eyes twinkling with excitement. He could be our new sissy maid, or maybe like a lady-in-waiting. They spoke about him like he wasn't sitting there. Andy's face had turned an interesting shade of pink at the suggestion, but he seemed to be genuinely intrigued. So, uh, so, uh, how would this work, he asked, his voice taking on a slight tremor. Susan and Paige exchanged a glance. Well, Susan began, it's pretty simple, really. We would buy you some sissy clothes, and then we could all go shopping together for makeup and perfume and anything else you might need. We would do your hair and help you with your makeup and styling. And then, Paige added, her voice full of enthusiasm, we could start teaching you how to do household chores. We could take you to classes to learn how to cook and clean and do laundry. We could also teach you how to do things like iron clothes and change bed sheets. We could even help you with your wardrobe. If you want, we could have you take some esthetician studies so you could properly learn how to do makeup, hair, nails, the works. Andy listened to their plan with growing excitement. He couldn't believe it. He actually was being offered a chance to experience femininity with two very hot milfs. He grinned. I'm in, he said with a crooked grin. But it's only going to be... I'm in, he grinned a crooked grin. But you two are going to be the only two in on this, right? Susan and Paige cheered. Then Paige added, of course, just the three of us. The three of them then went into the bedroom to begin the plan. They gathered old clothes and accessories from around the house and went shopping for new items. So, he said, I, I guess we're ready to go. Paige and Susan just smiled in response and walked to the car. The three of them were heading towards the shopping district downtown. As they arrived, Susan pulled out a small bag from her purse and handed it to Andy. This is a little something from us. It's not much, but it's enough to get you started. Go ahead and slip it on before we get out of the car. Andy opened the bag and found within it a pair of lacy panties with a cotton crotch. They were bright red. He looked at the two women, not quite sure what to make of the gift. I, here? You want me to put this on here? A wave of panic started to set in. It's our way of welcoming you to the world of femininity, Susan said. We wanted to make sure you had something to start off with. Calm down. Nobody's parked near us, and we won't look either. Promise. Andy thanked them both and undid his belt. The women giggled as they heard him struggle with changing in the back seat. Finally, he changed his underpants. The three got out of the car and started to walk. The conversation turned to what they were going to buy. Susan suggested bras and panties, and Paige thought a few nightgowns and teddies would be a good idea. And of course, a few negligees, she added, for those special occasions. Shoes? Susan asked aloud. Maybe, Paige seemed in thought. Hot Topic does carry extended sizes of heels and stripper shoes. Strip, Andy began before the women shot him a glare. Never mind. The whole experience was so new and strange, but also strangely exhilarating. 
He had no idea what to expect, and he was both apprehensive and eager at the same time. They finally arrived at the shopping center and began to wander around. Susan and Paige kept a close eye on Andy, who was looking around with wide, curious eyes. Everywhere he looked, he saw lingerie of all kinds, in many colors and styles. He couldn't believe how much choice there was. The Christmas music was blaring, and everything was so sparkly. He felt a little overwhelmed, but Paige and Susan were there to guide him and help him make a selection. They figured they'd start in a practical store first. Starting in the lingerie at Kohl's, he ended up choosing a few practical items like bras and panties. He found an all-white set that was jersey cotton and very soft. He also found two sets that were the same, but were in the Christmas to her and Snowfall, kind of a light blue. Looking over his selections, Paige chimed in. Those are a good start. You're also going to want a beige, gray, and black set. Andy pawed through a few more racks and found the sets that Paige had recommended. They made their way to the Victoria's Secret shop, and Paige took her time browsing the shelves of lingerie. She pulled out a few teddies and negligees, holding them up to Andy and admiring the way that they looked on him. Paige and Susan exchanged some knowing glances as they decided on which pieces to buy. The girl behind the counter watched as the three of them picked through the selections. Her expression was one of curiosity and confusion. She was used to seeing couples coming in to buy lingerie together, but this was something different. The trio finally made their selections and brought it up to the counter. Paige put down a full-length silk nightgown and two teddies. Susan put down two negligees and a pair of panties. The girl behind the counter smiled politely as she rang out their purchases. Will that be all for you three? she asked. Paige smiled back. Yes, thank you. No, wait! Andy's voice cracked like he might cry. I really want this one. It's so pretty. He held up a gold and cream-colored short nightgown with a duster over the top. It looks almost magical. All the women giggled, and his selection was added to the pile. Once the purchases were made, Paige and Susan put an arm around Andy, and the three of them left the store, discussing how they were going to make the most of their purchases. We should have a little lingerie show, Susan suggested. We can have it at my place. We'll dress Andy up in all the pieces and take turns with him modeling them. That sounds great, Paige said. She winked at Andy and he blushed. The three of them laughed and they continued to plan the lingerie show as they made their way to the Sephora store. They were all filled with a sense of accomplishment and excitement for the night ahead. As they walked into the store, they were approached by a pretty curvy lady named Jazz. Hey, I'm Jazz. What can I help you find today? She smiled warmly, and the three couldn't help but be distracted by her flawless makeup. We're here to make over our friend, Paige said, pushing Andy towards her. I see, Jess said. Right on. Hop up here, she added, patting the stool. Andy sat down wide-eyed. First, let's clean the palate, Jess said, running a facial toner over his face. Your skin is so smooth. This makes things a lot easier. Next, primer, Jazz exclaimed as she pumped something from a light green bottle onto a sponge and dabbed it all over his face. Think of it like a base coat that everything else will stick to. Paige and Susan nodded sagely, like they knew that, though neither one of them were great at doing makeup themselves. Now, the foundation, Jess said, putting it onto her palm. Some people use a brush. I know Jeffree Star does, and some people use a sponge. I'm pretty sure Michaela does, but me... I do it like my abuela did. Jazz smeared the foundation all over Andy's face evenly and waited a few minutes before taking a big fluffy brush and setting it with powder.
Now, shading, Jazz continued, brushing the top of his forehead and the sides of his nose. And blusher, she said as she swept the blush over his cheeks. Now his eyes, Jazz said. I have to wear extension lashes. Guys are always so lucky. She sighed as she lined Andy's lids and swept mascara over his lashes. Now lip stain, she said, picking a coral color. After a few minutes, she removed the film, leaving bright red lips. And final step, lip oil. She dabbed the oil on his lips. The three women were amazed at how beautiful he was. Wow, I outdid myself this time, Jazz exclaimed, as she grabbed her phone and took a pic. Instamodel! Andy groaned a little bit, as he realized the female him is now on Instagram. She packed his makeup into a bag and rang it up. Let me know how it works out, she said with a big smile. As they headed out the store, they passed a Sally Beauty Supply. Paige ducked in and grabbed some clip-on hair. One last thing, Susan said, a maid outfit. Two of them, Paige suggested, a pink sissy one and a pink proper-like hotel one, depending on what she's doing. She? Andy protested a little. Yes, Susan said, pulling out a compact and holding it up to his face so he could see his reflection. She. The three headed back home and the women ordered a pizza. Andy got ready for his big debut as a Victoria's Secret model. He modeled all the purchases, and the two women hooted and hollered as they ate their pizza. As the weeks went by, Andy became more comfortable in his new role as a sissy maid. They taught him how to do various household chores, and he found he actually enjoyed taking care of the house and making things look nice. One day, Susan and Paige surprised Andy with a visit from one of their old college friends, Lisa. Lisa was a beautiful woman with long blonde hair and a curvy figure. She was dressed in a tight dress that showed off her ample cleavage, and Andy couldn't help but feel a little intimidated by her presence. Hey, Andy, Lisa said, giving him a playful smile. I've heard you've been doing some sissy maid training. Susan and Paige have told me all about it. Andy blushed, feeling embarrassed about his new role, but Lisa didn't seem to mind at all. In fact, she seemed quite interested in it maybe a little too interested in it. I must say, you look quite cute in that maid outfit, Lisa said with a giggle. I think I might have to borrow you for a while. Andy's heart skipped a beat at the suggestion. He'd never been with a woman before, let alone a stunning blonde like Lisa. But before he could even process what was happening, Lisa grabbed his hand and led him to the bedroom. The next few hours was a blur of sensations for Andy. Lisa took charge, showing him what it was like to be submissive and Andy was amazed at how turned on he was by the experience. He felt empowered by his new role, and he couldn't wait to explore it further. As Lisa left, Andy laid in bed, feeling a sense of euphoria wash over him. He couldn't believe how much he enjoyed being dominated by a woman. He knew he wanted to explore that side even more. He fell asleep with a smile on his face and dreamed of being a woman. The next morning, Andy went into the bedroom to find Susan sitting on his bed, smiling at him. Good morning, sissy maid, she said with a sweet smile. She handed him a cup of coffee, and Andy took a grateful sip. Thank you, Miss Susan, Andy said, returning her sweet smile. I've got something for you to do this morning, Susan said, motioning to the bed. Why don't you take that dress out of the bag and get it ready to wear? Andy nodded and did as he was told. He found the dress Susan mentioned in a bag and pulled it out. It was a black short cocktail dress with a garter and stockings to match. Do you like it, miss? Andy asked excitedly as he pulled the dress over his head. It fit him perfectly. He couldn't help but smile happily. 
I think you look gorgeous, Susan said, smiling at Andy's excitement. I know you're going to love it. Now, I want you to get ready to go out, put on some makeup and perfume, and I'll be back in a little while. He was wearing his little black dress, thigh-high stockings, and black pant and leather Mary Jane pumps. His hair was curled and his makeup was on point. He felt soft and feminine. It was an amazing feeling. Susan came back and led Andy to the kitchen where Paige was waiting. You look lovely, Paige said, giving Andy a big smile. Thanks, Andy said, blushing. I wish I could wear dresses all the time. Susan laughed. You're not ready for that, Andy, she said with a knowing smile, but that's okay. When you're ready, I'll make sure you have a closet full of dresses. Put them on your wish list for Santa. Andy's face turned pink at the suggestion, and he turned his attention to breakfast. Paige and Susan had cooked up a delicious meal of scrambled eggs and bacon, and Andy thought it was the best food he'd ever tasted. They started educating Andy on his role in their house. He'd have to serve all the guests to the best of his abilities, the fellas, too. Andy blushed and nodded in agreement. Later in the day, Lisa came back for another visit. This time, she brought along her husband, Matt. Do you remember me, Andy? Lisa said with a big teasing smile. Andy gave Lisa a big smile. Of course, Miss Lisa, he said, giving a playful curtsy. How could I forget? Lisa laughed at Andy's response, and Andy felt a shiver of excitement travel down his spine. You look very cute, Matt said, giving Andy a kind smile. Andy blushed. Thank you, sir, he said, smiling happily. Lisa gave Andy a playful wink. Now, let's go back to the bedroom for more training. Andy wasn't sure what to expect from this visit, but he was excited to find out. He followed Lisa and Mac back to the bedroom, feeling a rush of adrenaline run through his body. As they entered the room, Lisa closed the door behind them and turned to face Andy. Now, Andy, Lisa said with a serious tone, I want you to do exactly as I say. Do you understand? Andy nodded, feeling a sense of submission wash over him. He wanted nothing more than to please Lisa and do as she commanded. Good, Lisa said with a smile. Now, first things first, I want you to get on your knees and start worshiping my feet. Andy couldn't believe what he was hearing. He'd never done anything like this before. But the thought of worshiping Lisa's feet sent a shiver down his spine. He got on his knees and started to kiss and lick Lisa's feet. He breathed in the scent of her skin, feeling a sense of ecstasy wash over him. Andy continued to worship her feet, feeling more and more turned on by his experience. Before he knew it, his panties underneath his dress had gotten wet. Andy was a little embarrassed. I've got a treat for you, Sissy Maid, Lisa said with a smile. Matt here is going to fuck your tight little pussy. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Andy felt a jolt of excitement run through his body at her words. That's right, Sissy Maid, Matt said with a smile. You're going to get fucked by a real man. Andy's face turned pink, but he was too turned on to care. He could feel his cock getting hard, and he wanted nothing more than to please Lisa and Matt. Matt got down on his knees and began kissing Andy's neck. Andy shivered as excitement ran through his body. He let Matt begin to unzip his dress. Andy watched with bated breath as Matt pulled the dress off of his body, revealing those black lace panties. Matt took off his pants, revealing a rock-hard cock. He reached behind Andy and pulled down his panties, revealing his wet-shaved cock. Oh, my God, Andy blurted out, surprised at how turned on he was. That's right, sissy maid, Lisa said, giving Andy a playful wink. It's time to get fucked. Matt grabbed Andy's hips and pulled him onto his cock. Andy gasped at the sensation of being filled up. 
and let out a shiver of pleasure. He began to bounce up and down on Matt's cock, feeling more and more turned on by the experience. He could feel the sensation deep in his stomach. He figured he was getting close to coming. Andy's breathing became heavy as Matt thrust into him. His cock was rock hard and he felt like he was about to explode. I'm going to come, he moaned, looking to Lisa. I'm going to come. Matt pulled Andy down on his cock one last time and Andy exploded in ecstasy. He could feel his cock squirting out cum and a rush of pleasure filled his body. He moaned loudly as he came, completely forgetting about Lisa and Matt. He felt a shiver of ecstasy run through his whole body, and he leaned back on Matt's chest, breathing heavily. Matt kept his cock inside Andy as he finished coming, and Andy could feel Matt's cock twitch inside of him. Oh my God, Andy blurted, breathing heavily. That was amazing. Lisa and Matt laughed. You really are a sissy maid, Lisa said, giving him a playful wink. I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of fun at Paige's. She has a lot of activities planned for you. Oh, I'm sure I'll have a lot of fun, Andy said with a smile. As he walked into the living room, Paige and Susan smiled at him with knowing smiles. Your training couldn't have come at a better time. We're having a big party tonight, and you're going to be the naughty elf. Susan held up a very revealing elf lingerie set. It'll be your job to serve all of our guests this evening. She had a look on her face that she meant business. All of our guests, she said, emphasizing the all. Yes, ma'am. I'll make sure it's a Merry Christmas for all and for all a good night. The women laughed and went to get dressed for the party. Hey, everybody. You're listening to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Victoria Vaughn. Kylie got an email from Spotify last month warning him about adult content on the podcast. For now, there is no problem, but we do have to be careful about what we put on the free podcast so that we can stay on the air. Scenes that might have been allowed before have become a bit dangerous for us. It's one of the reasons that the premium podcast is so important. Because you have to subscribe to listen, we don't have to worry about content limits, so we can include much more titillating scenes. Premium subscribers get the entire audio and not just a clip. That includes all the good parts. And the shows don't just disappear when we're done with them. There's something like 30 hours of content in the archives of accessible when you subscribe. It's $15 a month, and we know that's not in everybody's budget. But if you're interested, check out the premium feminization boudoir on Spotify. Or check out the link in this show's description. The Candy King Forest, a modern-day feminization urban legend. Written by Mistress Shayla Aspasia, Mistress DJ, and Sissy Brenda. Published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Shayla, Dawn, and Brenda were wrapping packages in the mall during the holiday season. They'd become fast friends, bonding over their shared and derisive observations of the shoppers as they moved in and out of the store. But this like many seasonal jobs, were simply a way of paying the bills. The three ladies all wanted to have a great holiday season, so they were all doing this as a side hustle to earn some extra Christmas money. At least with the people watching, it helped to break the monotony of their tedious wrapping jobs from eating away at their sanity. But last Friday, the three women had a new mission. While wrapping packages, they had noticed two young men, barely out of their teens, making loud and boorish comments about the women shoppers even going so far as to try to get phone numbers. They were wolf-whistling, making rude gestures, and being nasty in general. The women had enough. 
These men had to do better, and the women shopping at the mall deserved better. They could no longer abide such chauvinistic behavior and decided to take matters into their own hands. They would teach these two miscreants a lesson. Shayla, Don, and Brenda made their way to the back of the store, out into the main part of the mall, then over to the secret entrance of the magical candy cane forest, just behind Santa's throne. It was one of those areas in the mall that looked like it was under construction, but the women had heard differently. It was rumored to be a place of power and wonder, where the forest had its own life full of strange fruits and animals, each with its own unique history and purpose. They had all heard of the candy cane forest when they were younger, but figured it was just an urban legend. Besides, they were all gamers, and as such, they were all up for an adventure. Brenda led the way in a short pink candy-colored dress and four-inch pink stilettos clacking away as she walked. Shayla and Dawn followed. They were just wearing jeans and ugly Christmas sweaters. When they reached the forest entrance, the three women stepped inside. The path between the trees was lit by rainbow colors. They noticed small disco balls along the way and exotic scents drifting through the air. At the end of the path, they stopped in front of a large door glowing with a bright white light. The door opened and the three women stepped inside. Inside was a chamber filled with strange and wondrous things, a place of power and magic. On the wall hung a large mirror, and Shayla could see her reflection, looking more confident and resolute than she'd ever seen herself before. Shayla, Dawn, and Brenda began to devise their plan. They would use the powers of the candy cane forest to feminize the two men, and they would only be let go once they apologized for their horrible behavior. To accomplish this, the women would need to find the right ingredients to create a transformation potion. Shayla and Dawn started searching along the walls. They weren't certain what they were looking for. At the same time, Brenda rummaged through the strange and exotic items in the center of the room. After a few minutes of searching, Brenda managed to find the special ingredients they needed. You see, Brenda remembered the ingredients from her own transformation to a pretty sissy last year from a Christmas fairy. The transformation included mind-altering chemicals that caused the recipient to want to be as pretty and as dainty as possible all the time. They carefully made the potion. It smelled sweet and looked like a festive punch. Then they poured it into two small cups, and Shayla and Dawn each took one. Dawn stepped forward through a misty wall. It acted as a portal back into the mall. It took her back to where they initially entered the forest. Shayla and Brenda followed close behind. She then encountered one of the young men and handed one of the cups to him. Drink this and you'll be changed, she said sternly. She said it as if he had no option. The two men seemed quite startled that she appeared from nowhere. They stood flabbergasted, think deer in the headlights, unsure of what to do. Shayla then handed the other man a cup as Brenda smiled knowingly. The two young men quickly drank the liquid as the whole scene was too weird for them. They really didn't understand the gravity of all that had just happened, or even where these women came from. They probably figured the women were a coven of witches. Instantly, the young men's faces started to change. They began to look more feminine, and the features on their face softened. Their lips got fuller, their bodies got softer, and began to take on more of an hourglass shape. Their skin began to lighten. Their hair grew longer and lighter. Brenda went away and returned with wigs, sexy miniskirts, and girly blouses. She also gave them each a shopping bag filled with frilly lacy panties and bras, and perfectly sized three-inch heels that conformed to their new gender. 
Next, Dawn and Shayla applied red lipstick to accentuate their now full lips, then swept blush over the apples of their cheeks. Finally, dressed as slutty elves, Brenda had selected some very revealing clothing. The women told them that they would only be let go if they apologized for their behavior. The two men, embarrassed and humiliated, quickly agreed to apologize. The women were satisfied as they watched the two men walk away, a long walk of shame to the exit, embarrassed and ashamed. With that, the women's mission was complete. They had taught the two men a lesson while also learning something about themselves. They had experienced the power of the candy cane forest, and it had changed everyone with Christmas magic. So that was Andy and the MILFs, followed by the Candy Cane Forest. I hope that wasn't too confusing, um, because they were both Mistress DJ stories, and the second one was only like five and a half minutes long. I thought I would just go ahead and put them back to back. Uh, the second story, despite being so short, was written by Mistress DJ, Shayla Aspasia, who I hope to have more audios from soon. I love her voice. And then also... Sissy Brenda, who has just been just a tremendous friend to our show this year. So, we have one more um, audio that has a Christmas theme. And just like the Candy Cane Forest, it's a little bit magical in nature. It's Pamela Harlow, and the story is Santa's Daughter. Feminized by Santa's Wicked Daughter by Pamela Harlow and Kylie Gable. It's not always easy being Santa's daughter. When people find out, they always seem to want to use it to their advantage. Oh, she's Santa's daughter. Great. I really want a Ferrari for Christmas. Think he can make that happen? Um, no. Just because we've had sex doesn't make you entitled to my daddy's benefits. In fact, if he knew, you'd most likely be on the naughty list for life. Speaking of which, being Santa's daughter does have its benefits. As I suck on a candy cane, one of my lifetime's supply, I scroll through Daddy's naughty list. I have access to it whenever I want. I pretty much have whatever I want whenever I want. Daddy feels guilty, you see. He spends so much time and effort on everybody else's children, he regrets not having enough time left for his little girl. Not so little anymore, at 22, but still. So, he showers me in gifts, not just at Christmas, but all year round. And these candy canes, they're so good. No need to worry about teeth, Daddy's got me covered. Besides, I brush and floss, like, all the time. Hmm, this naughty list. It seems bigger than last year. I filter the results to those within a one-mile radius. Who can I have some fun with? My eyes become drawn to a name. Mark Dring, highlighted. I don't like his name. Next, Gary Evans, highlighted. And Liam Ken, highlighted. OK, let's see what they've done wrong then. It looks like Mark has been cheating on his girlfriend. He definitely deserves a scare tonight. Gary has been spending too much time and money on drinking. And Liam has been up to all sorts and is super close to losing his job due to laziness. I tut and shake my head. 
I may not be an angel, but my daddy thinks I am. And at this time of the year, what else matters? I click on Liam's address and put it into navigation on my phone. I pull on my red coat and walk briskly out of the house, stuffing my pockets with fairy lights and candy canes. Mark's house is buzzing with Christmas. It's 7pm on Christmas Eve Eve, the 23rd, and it doesn't look like he has people around. But regardless, there are a bunch of lights on, music is playing, and I can smell mauled wine. Some people think that Santa still goes down the chimney, but my dad will tell you that's now an old wives' tale. Almost everybody doesn't want to risk him not going, so they leave their doors and windows open on Christmas Eve. Now, it's Christmas Eve Eve, but I try the front door. It's open, I'm in. I rub my hands together. To my left is a door, which I assume must be to Mark's living room. I can hear him in there, laughing and talking, but it doesn't sound as though anybody's with him. I quickly realise he's on the phone. That's okay. I'll wait until he's done. I press my ear to the door and it's soon obvious that he's talking to a woman. Love you, baby. I miss you too. His girlfriend or his side piece, I wonder. As I wait for him to wrap up, I look at myself in the mirror in the hallway and smile. It's so obvious I'm Santa's daughter. It makes me laugh. I have blonde hair in pigtails with candy canes in them and I'm head to toe in red and white. I have red lipstick on and bell earrings. They jingle as I walk and I'm having to be careful right now. I don't want to ruin my entrance. As soon as Mark stops talking, I burst into the room. Merry Christmas, Mark, I say in my cheeriest voice. I enter the room spinning around, my red dress whirling around me and laughing hysterically. Mark Dring, Mark Dring, you're a naughty boy, I sing. No presents for you this year, naughty Mark Dring. I stop spinning and steady myself directly in front of the stunned man. He's clean shaven and smells of aftershave. You won't be getting any more nice smellies, Mark, I say, inhaling his scent. I run my hands through his wax-ridden dark hair. Or hair products, naughty boy. What the... I'm here to teach you a lesson, Mark. I reach into my pocket and pull out a long string of fairy lights. I run around and around Mark, restraining him before he even knows what's happening. I make the lights resemble a strapless dress with cuffs holding his arms to himself. It's so tight around his legs, Mark can't walk. I turn on the switch and ta-da! A beautiful, lit-up Christmas decoration. I pull him by the wire of the lights onto his armchair and tie him to it. Please, he starts to say, I don't know who you are. Did... Did Leanne send you? Oh, God, please stop. His whining is annoying me. So I grab a fistful of candy canes and shove them in his mouth. I put a roll of sellotape from my pocket and tie it around and around his face at the speed of light. He's gagging on the candy canes and sucking them desperately. I laugh loudly, my dad's laugh. Ho, ho, ho. 
I take a step back and look at him. He's starting to look pretty, but not pretty enough. You like girls, don't you, Mark? He can't reply. I think it's time we made you into a nice, pretty girly. I grab a bunch of tinsel from his tree and fashion it into a tutu-style skirt. I wrap it around his thighs and immediately grab a couple of star decorations. I put them on his chest, creating the illusion that he has breasts, then grab some more golden tinsel. I put it on his head like a wig and wrap another bit of tinsel, red, around the top of his head like a headband. Now he's looking pretty. I'd love to sit and admire my handiwork, perhaps stealing a glass of his brandy, but there's no rest for the wicked. I go back into the naughty app and click on Gary's name. His address is in my navigation and I'm off and away. Toodles! Mark continues to suck on the mass of red and white. Gary lives in an apartment. I enter the communal area easily, but his apartment door is locked. I knock gently. I know he'll answer. When he opens the door, I smile widely. Hello? He looks confused and excited and drunk. I push him backwards and walk into his apartment. It stinks of cigarettes and alcohol. I lock the door behind me and walk ahead. Gary follows me, babbling away. Are you like a prostitute? I don't remember ordering you. Are you a stripper? What's going on? I turn to him, smiling widely and simply nod my head. I point at his kitchen stool and he follows my wordless command. He sits on the stool, mouth open like a goldfish, and I grab another fistful of candy canes. I push them into his mouth, then into his throat and watch his eyes widen as he starts to gag and his fear grows. I grab my sellotape in one hand and my fairy lights in the other and start to circle his chair. I feel like a tornado. Guess who I learnt my speed rapping skills from. When he's fully restrained, in a Christmassy combination of sellotape and fairy lights, I flick that switch again. He dazzles, like a fairy, but he needs heels and hair. I tear a branch from his plastic Christmas tree and bend it so it looks like an emerald high-heeled shoe. I sellotape it to his right foot, then do the same for his left. Of course, I add tinsel to the makeshift shoes. Like I did with Mark, I use tinsel for a super shiny wig and then I spot a red, glittery pen on his table. Somebody's been writing their Christmas cards. I use the pen to colour his lips and take a silver glittery pen from my own pocket to use as eyeliner. I smile as I take a step back and once more admire this pretty Christmas girly. Oh, by the way, I tell him, you're on the naughty list. Before he can even register what I've said, I'm gone. There is no rest for the wicked, for the wicked daughter of Santa Claus on Christmas Eve Eve. Liam's house is just two blocks away. By the time I get to Liam's, I've started to feel like I'm on a bit of a roll, like wrapping paper. I walk straight in through his back door that's not just unlocked but open, and I'm almost knocked out by the smell of weed. Liam, I say, 
in my eeriest voice. I notice a roll of wrapping paper in his kitchen and pick it up. It's red and covered in silver snowflakes. Liam, I say again. Then my trademark laugh. Ho, ho, ho. He pauses his video game. I continue to creep closer to him, but he hasn't even seen me yet. I'm about a metre away from him when he restarts his game and takes another drag of his spliff. Liam, I whisper. He turns his head and opens his mouth to scream, but he's stoned and my reflexes are superhuman. I grab a bauble from his Christmas tree and put it in his mouth as a ball gag. Before I've even blinked, I've wrapped that around his head four times with my trusty tape. I pull his arms behind his back and tie them with a bunch of fairy lights before pulling the wrapping paper open and scanning the room for scissors. I spot some on a little tray that he's been using for skinning up. God knows why he needs scissors for that. Anyway, I cut the paper and make it into a shaped dress with a skirt that comes out like a ball gown. I wrap it around Liam and drag him to his feet. He's wobbling all over the place, but it's clear that dress fits him perfectly. I smile and take more decorations off the tree. The star goes on his head and I attach some baubles around his ears like earrings. I use tinsel to glam up his wrapping paper dress and another few strands to lengthen his already long hair. I use my own fairy lights to restrain him, tying him to the sofa so that although he's still standing, he's kind of leaning against it. He's trying to speak, but nothing is coherent with that huge bauble in his mouth. I grab my silver pen again and glitter up his eyes, also adding a little heart shape to his cheek. Glamorous girly. Liam, I say, you're on the naughty list. I can't stop the ho, ho, ho from escaping my lips and another one when I see how freaked out it makes him. Taking my own drag on his spliff and pocketing some of his weed for later, I make my way back out of his back door. Merry Christmas, I call out. Be good. As I return to the cold street, I can't stop laughing. I don't know if it's the drag on the spliff or the fumes of the place, but that last job really tickled me. Now I'm really starting to feel Christmassy. I decide to call it a night. Three's a magic number, isn't it? Ho, ho, ho. I walk quickly through the streets, inhaling the pre-Christmas air and rush into my house for a big mug of cocoa. It's a good job my dad couldn't see me tonight, I think, although I can do no wrong in his eyes. And is it really bad to do bad things to bad people? I've always told myself that it cancels it out and makes it a good. But then, isn't half of all moral thinking actually just trying to convince ourselves that we're good? As these half-thoughts buzz around my head, I close my eyes. Tomorrow will be a day of real magic, and I want to wake up as fresh as possible to enjoy it to the max. Ho, ho, ho. The end. All right, so that was Feminized by Santa's Wicked Daughter, written by Pamela Harlow, who is one of my favorite writers slash narrators. She always gives me credit as... You know, written by Pamela Harlow and Kylie Gable. But I have the role of editor. And unlike me, she does not make that many uh, little typos and things. So editing her is easy. It's usually a question of, did you want to do that? 
Would you like to maybe think about doing something else in this particular part of the story? Real editing as opposed to proofreading. Um, as again, as I've said earlier, thank you so much for all your support this year. It really means a lot. My big hope for this year is to get bigger while at the same time getting better. And I hope you'll be here for that ride. So let's start that out next week. I'll be here. I hope you will be too. Bye-bye. Thank you.